It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Quickly to wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Yo, what's going on? This is Locked on Wizard Show here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net podcast. Um, it is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, but we're coming here on Dash Radio, um, and Locked On Wizards is on Dash Radio every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday night at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central. Uh, we're sorry about this Monday episode not airing, you know, life things come up, uh, but we are back here Tuesday evening. Um, I'm your guest, Noah, sorry, I'm not your guest, I'm your host, Noah Getzel, and we've got an awesome guest who's a, a repeat offender here on Locked On Wizards. Mr. Danny Meltzer, who we're going to get to in just a second, but I just wanted to talk to you a bit about what we'll be talking about tonight. Um, There's Commissioner Adam Silver's interview. He's talking about tanking and the possibility of legal gambling for sports betting and rebuilding versus tanking, what the perceptions are, how to kind of keep teams from playing non-competitive basketball when they're in that rebuilding phase. So we'll get into that. But first, we're going to talk about John Wall's progress. Uh, he's practicing with the Wizards now this week. He's starting, about to be starting some five-on-five, um, and that's kind of the final stepping stone uh, for, for him to get back on the court. And he is now in week seven following surgery rehab. So we'll talk about um, whether the Wizards should be resting or trying to get competitive in that tight Eastern Conference playoff picture. And they're just one game out of uh, third seed right now behind the Cavaliers. 
So we'll talk about that. And finally, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the changing landscape of the MVP race and how uh, the recent explosion of Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis might be complicating the picture a little bit and maybe who's sliding, who's rising. So this, again, is Locked on Wizards on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net Network radio station, and uh, we're going to get into it right now. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, Danny Meltzer, he works for the Bucks. He's a huge Wizards fan, grew up in Maryland. Uh, we went to college together. This is actually a back-to-back podcast with a Wisconsin uh, student on it with me, or not student, but alumni with me. So we had uh, Alex Friedman talking about the, the Bulls rebuilding project last night. We're going to talk about more rebuilding here uh, with Danny. Danny, what's going on? Uh, sorry about your, your bucks uh, falling to LeBron. Must have been an emotional game tonight with uh, Tyron Lue missing his first full game. Yeah, the Larry Drew revenge game. Uh, bucks coach a couple years mm-hmm. ago. That was let go for Jason Kidd in term tonight, so... Tough loss. 16 triple doubles now for LeBron, huh? Yeah, he's had he dropped 40, is game. that right? Yeah, huge game. Uh, Giannis matched him, but they got a little bit more. A lot more threes was the big difference tonight, but we'll touch on LeBron in the MVP talk, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So the Wizards are kind of in a conundrum right now. Um, they've got John Wall making all sorts of strides, and of course he's antsy to get back on the court. Uh, This is week seven of the projected six to eight week rest after that uh, minor knee surgery, and I was just wondering, do you think it's smarter for the Wizards to try and get the number three seed and maybe face a team like Philadelphia, who is full of inexperienced players, or, I mean, who knows if it'll be Philadelphia at the sixth spot, but right now we've got Toronto in first, five games behind them is Boston, 11 games back is Cleveland, and then there's where everything gets gets real tight. You've got the Pacers half game behind Cleveland, the Wizards a game behind Cleveland, Sixers a game and a half uh, off of that third place spot, and then the Heat and Bucks are tied for four games behind Cleveland uh, during the seventh and eighth picture. Nobody's really going to get eliminated from the playoffs, it looks like. I think the Wizards need three games to clinch a playoff spot at this uh, stage right now, and they can do it with like some more Detroit Piston losses. But in your mind, do you think it makes more sense to kind of moderate the minutes for guys like Bradley Beal and Otto Porter and keep resting uh, John Wall until, I don't know, maybe like five games left in the season, two games left in the season? Or do you think the playoff positioning is important at this stage? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think playoff positioning is important. Um I think the Wizards definitely have some teams they'd rather play, and probably for the sake of all Wizard fans, stay away from the Cavs. Mm-hmm. You know, we get some PTSD from series a decade ago. Right. Um, Gilbert at the free throw line. I'm already tearing up as we <laughs> speak. So, 
at this point in the year, I think whatever point John Wall comes back, whether it be seven to ten days from now or two to three weeks, I'm more interested to see how many minutes he plays as they ramp up playoff minutes. And the fact that Sato's been so good in the interim, I think uh, it definitely gives some leeway for Wall not to have to rush back and maybe only play 15, 20 minutes the first couple of games and start ramping it up mm. to 25, 30. Is there any concern about him not being fresh or, you know, not maybe being winded once he gets back on the court, uh, especially if he he does, you know, wait to start playing, what, 30 minutes a game until it's actually in the postseason? Yeah, and I think that's where he has to build it up. I wouldn't want to just stick him out there with a couple games left and expect him to play. So I think the Wizards have 12, 13. Season's got about three-plus weeks to it, so... Hopefully in the next uh, seven days we'll at least have a date they're targeting to come back. I'm sure they want to get through a couple practices and get uh, get back home. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about how well uh, John Wall is recovering and how you know they don't want to rush it at all. But one thing interesting I saw on Twitter is uh, according to the Czech Republic media, which who knows if it's trustworthy, but uh, Tomas Sadoransky said that Wall looks very good in practice, but after practice, he like the reason he's not playing in games yet is because after practice his knee is swelling up a lot. Uh, are you concerned about this as much as I am, that you know he spent all this time... like The reason he got surgery was because after games his, his knee would swell, and now uh, you know after his rehab, of course he's putting more pressure on it than, than usual coming back into 5-on-5 five five practices, but are, is it... A concern for you that you know he's practicing again he's not even playing games and and the knees blowing up yeah i mean i think at this point in the year it's one of those things that any player has to manage injuries hopefully it doesn't you know lead to a bigger longer term injury you can kind of make through the playoffs and i think any any hope of john wall being a hundred percent for these playoffs might be too high of an expectation but i'll, I'll take an 80 percent, 90 percent john wall uh any day of the week yeah, and I think uh, you know that's kind of what led to the Wizards' downfall last postseason. Everyone just hit a wall in terms of conditioning, and it seems like Bradley Beal is playing like forty plus minutes every night. So you wonder how long he's going to no last. Uh, yeah, the bench has been a little bit shaky, no doubt about it. Um, and Scott Brooks is one of those coaches who's like, "Oh, these guys are you know twenty years old. We can run them into the ground. It's no biggie. We can play with eight guys on the court. It's fine." Or probably yeah, he hasn't I mean, played with eight, but like he's one of those traditionalists, you know. I mean, going through it, let's say John Wall's healthy, we know now that uh, Tomas can play a lot more minutes than he obviously was in. Basically, none of those minutes are going to Jennings mm-hmm. last year. Um, shout out to Brandon Jennings three weeks ago, ten day con- or G League contract. Now he's on a ten day with the Bucks, so it does work out. But at the end of the day, we needed someone off the bench, and now I. We, at least I think we've got two of those guys in Ubre and said it would go to the bench when Wall comes back. Seven man rotation and then praying to God we get some production out of a big man, whether it be Mike Scott or Yamahimi. Jody Meeks will probably find his way onto the court in the playoffs as well. Like To me, that's a much deeper team already than last year's team. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, Meeks has been stepping up. That shot against the Celtics to force overtime was, was huge, and he, you know. He's not your ideal backup shooting guard, but he's he's been doing a little bit more in the past month or so than than he has. I mean, has we're all talking season. eight to twelve minutes in a playoff game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe two to three threes. One of those goes in great. Two of those go in big impact in the game. None of them. Mm-hmm. You know, those and are wasted possessions. I want to. It really comes down to a couple things. I want to clean something up real quick. I, I mentioned that John Wall is making tremendous progress. He's not quite playing. Uh, 
five on five in practice yet, but uh, Scott Brooks said it's not etched in stone, in stone but uh, Wall could be doing that by the end of the week, playing back in the five on five practices, which is, Perfect. you know, his his final stepping stone before going into the games. So we'll see how that turns out. So your your general sentiment is that the seeding is more important because everyone's kind of facing injuries right now, and you don't want to you don't want to let let guys like Beal and Porter and Markeith Morris or someone who has been playing a lot recently, you don't want to give them the rest and let them get into the playoffs fresh so that you, you think it's it's more important I to have that up, that uh, home court advantage. Yeah, I mean, the rest comes in the games that we're going to end up playing. Um, for instance, you know, if, when playing a team that's out of it, those might be the nights where they play less minutes because they should be able to take care of the game early. Mm-hmm. How many um, of those games are left, though? There's the Knicks, the Pistons, the, Knicks for sure. the Hornets, the Bulls. Okay, I guess there's a couple. Then the Never Hawks. the Hornets for the Wizards, though. Never the Hornets. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The Magic last game of the season. Otherwise, there's there's a couple Five. of you know tough opponents coming. Um, Nuggets are still Spurs. in the playoff picture, right? Yeah, it's Spurs yeah, and Nuggets Nug- this week. Yeah, the Spurs and Nuggets Sunday. all need wins. Yeah, so those games will be uh, definitely challenges. But the Wizards should be uh, pretty fresh. But I don't think they've won in San Antonio since 1999, I believe. Oh yeah, it uh, hasn't been this it's morning. It's ridiculous. It's pretty crazy. So, um, Rod was, Strickland maybe on that team. <laughs> Shout out Rod Strickland's son did take a official visit to Wisconsin for basketball. Oh, so, all right. Yes, there you go, Badger fans. There's the hope of Rod Strickland's son on the court next year. I just remember like driving by his house uh, in my old neighborhood in like Potomac, Maryland, being like, "Oh man, this is mansion. It's got like all the whole full court basketball court like in the back." There you it was, go. It was no, with the, with the bat humble brag. On his huh? neighborhood with the uh, Rod Strickland neighborhood. <laughs> anyway, uh, so right now we are on Dash Radio's uh, Nothing But Net uh, radio station. But, uh, you know, we also are part of Locked On Wizards podcast, which is part of the Locked On podcast network run by a man named David Locke, who had the luxury uh, and expertise to talk to NBA commissioner Adam Silver uh very recently, and that that full interview it's eleven minutes long. It's going to be airing on Thursday on David Locke's Locked On NBA podcast. So we're going to give you a, a teaser clip now, um, a little two minute piece about uh, how to eliminate the incentive to lose if gambling was ever to become illegal, and the league you know has a stake in that. Um, so it's kind of just the the bait of losing versus rebuilding. And um, Adam Silver said. If I, as commissioner, ever thought that teams were intentionally losing, he'd step in and stop that. But at the same time, he wouldn't object to you know teams trying to move some of their veterans to get draft picks or you know give the younger players more of a chance, which kind of came under fire with the Chicago Bulls when they were sitting down Robin Lopez and Justin Holiday. So take a listen right now. Um, we're we're gonna hear from Adam Silver in his interview exclusive with David Locke, and we'll be right back. You've been forward-thinking in regards to gambling. If you do, get in. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count. 
getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Involved with gambling the way it's been talked about. Do you have to eliminate anything that incentivizes losing? That, that's a that's a great question. I mean, the, the problem is, if you put it that starkly, that anytime you have a draft that rewards a team for poor performance, and reward by meaning the per- very purpose of the draft as we have it is to help the poorest performing teams restock with the best incoming players. I guess I can't answer that question affirmatively that we can eliminate anything. I think, though, that the extent sports betting comes becomes legal, widespread in the United States, not just in Nevada, that we're going to have to especially focus on a lot of these integrity issues, and that you know, it's and it, it doesn't just go to those people who will be who will be betting on the games legally, betting on the games, but it's something that goes to the heart of what a sports league is about, and that's competition. Now, the only my hesitation a little bit too is, you know, putting aside tanking, I'll say the word, which to me suggests players or coaches are intentionally losing games. And I think if if I as the commissioner ever thought that was what was actually happening on the floor, of course we'd step in. But then there is a legitimate rebuilding. You see it in lots of businesses where an organization says we need to bring in new talent. It's going to take time to develop and train them or we have some existing talent. And as you see sometimes in the league, we're young players that aren't getting a lot of minutes. So I'm not about to penalize a team for trading away a veteran to get draft picks because that's how the league works. So so finding finding and calibrating this is is not an exact science, but um, we'll even have to spend that much more time focused on it if sports betting becomes No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Wow, some uh, interesting stuff there from the commissioner. Um, be sure to tune in on Thursday for the full interview between David Locke and Commissioner Adam Silver. What do you think about this whole um, idea, Danny? By the way, this is your host, Noah Getzel, here with Danny Meltzer. Meltzer uh, works for the Bucks. He knows more about NBA than I know about anything altogether in all of my facets of life. If you were to like add them all up, he's still got the edge in his NBA uh, area of this of this theoretical bar graph. So, so tell me... Do you think teams are ever trying to lose? We kind of saw the the process era in 76ers history and what can kind of be done to, to disincentivize that. Do you think the new sure. draft lottery system is going to help that at all in terms of teams getting, I think, like a 16% chance of no. winning the lottery instead of a full quarter if you're yeah. the worst team? 
So current system, as they said it himself, is the draft is there to have the teams at the bottom of the competitive balance become more competitive. And the NBA, out of all the leagues, already has the biggest competitive variation between the top and the bottom. So we're talking about a sport where one player dominates. And your best chance of getting that player is with the number one pick in the NBA draft. And the only way to get that is have the worst record. That's going to give you the best odds. And we're talking about odds that aren't that differential now. It's like 25 to 20 between one and two. They're knocking it down to like 19.6 next year. But I just think teams are in such different situations that the smartest thing is always to end up with the best odds you can have. And I don't think in any individual game, any player is intentionally trying to lose. But it's just the position those teams and coaching staffs are putting them in make it a definitely a hard challenge for them to win games. I mean, even if you do get the best player, like there's there's still a lot that can happen, you know? It doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be a top flight team. There are tons of busts, first of all, so like Greg Oden, nobody expected Kevin Durant sure. to everyone thought that Greg Oden was a sure bet. It was for the right a decade. decision. At the time, Greg Oden was the right decision. <laughs> I mean, injuries horrible part of the game. It's kind of the unforeseen. And then um, you have some teams that just mismanage talent at the same time, and it happens. Sure, it's happened for decades. Like if you look at the Washington Wizards, <laughs> very true, very true. You know, if you look at like the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, they're sitting at number six in the West right now, but you know they're they're hanging on by what just like half a game uh, in the playoff positioning right now. Well, I guess the, the Nuggets are two games back, but it's just crazy to think that you can have Marcus Cousins, who's obviously injured with the Achilles injury now, but like drafting Anthony Davis, he dominated every college athlete, and it's it's just ridiculous that he can post these games of, I don't know, 45 points, 25 rebounds, and six blocks or something, and his team just still isn't really set up in the position to win, and they're not in a position to to add pieces either because they might not be a lottery team you know it'll take some shrewd like san antonio style draft picks to actually improve this squad so what do you do when you're stuck in purgatory the bucks are all too often in that situation and the wizards as well yeah you're right at the end of the day the drafting is going to be the most important thing you know having the top pick doesn't guarantee the right selection but if you break it down just historically you know we've got close to uh, 40 modern drafts to play with the number one pick statistically has the best chance of becoming a Hall of Fame player. Mm. Two through five, it drops with each pick. And then you're going to see a dramatic drop-off after five. And then once you're in the 15 to 30, it's a crapshoot. And then second yeah, round is like... You might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, probably, yeah exactly. It's, They're there. Second round, I think it's 10% of each second round class makes like an all-star game. I mean, it's, it's low numbers. Yeah. But right now, the team's that are losing, they're losing because they're bad. I don't think any team made the decision this year to be as bad as they are, if that makes sense. like, Well, I think the Lakers the worst teams. could be better, for sure. But well, they are a young team. They have I mean, no incentive to lose, though, because they, they don't have their pick no matter what. Hmm. Even if it was number one, they wouldn't have their pick. So the Lakers are in a situation where there's no incentive to lose right now. Nets are in the exact same way. The Nets are bad because of one horrible decision. Right. And impossible to come back from that in the short term. It's going to take a lot of time and then finally getting their picks back next year. Well, if you look, if you at, look the teams, at the other bad teams. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them who are just bad because, you know, they, they made some trades over the summer or they just lost some, some talented players yeah. like the Atlanta Hawks who have, you know, lost a bunch of players in recent years. But if you look 60 at wins team, to 60 losses in three years. Yeah, that's very true. That's, I mean, the Cavaliers <laughs> did that when they got LeBron after the Kyrie year with uh, yeah, Waiter's Island. Yeah, one player. 
Yeah. The fact that the Hawks got 60 wins, like ESPN make a 30 for 30 on that team. Right. It's crazy they were able to get 60 wins in a season with Paul Millsap being their best player, Al Horford. Like talking about like four to six time All Stars, very good players. But go back to any 60 team, 60 win team in the history of the NBA, and you're gonna find a better player than someone on the Hawks. Yeah, I mean it's a Greg Popovich prodigy, Mike Budenholz, and. Uh, you know, like the the Spurs, they don't have any them. superstars this year, but they're still, I mean, 40 wins is very different from 60 yeah. wins, but it's, you know, they could finish, I don't know, like the third seed out West. Um, I think it's a good time to maybe transition to our last topic of the day. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I want to talk about the MVP race a little bit. And so it seems like, what, what do you think are like the factors that play into the politics of MVP voting? It just seems destined to be James Harden this year, just because he's yep. been at the top of the ladder so many years and been neglected it's kind of the same way like i don't know in the mid-2000s like kobe would you know by hands down be the best player but like he just wouldn't it would be like steve nash two years then duncan and kobe just would consistently be you know the one not to get it i don't know i think he won it what maybe once or twice i'd have oh, to look that up but oh wait mvp same thing happened to Shaq. he didn't win mvps even though he was dominating do you think there's anyone who really has a chance against James Harden? I know that Anthony Davis has been going off, and uh, yep. Damian Lillard is on a 13-game winning streak. He's hitting big threes and clutch performances left and right. Um, I'm just wondering, is there anyone who has a chance, or is it Harden head and shoulders above the fray? Yeah, so I think first, what are the factors that go into the voting? Um, record matters most. Historically, the MVPs come from a top-two seed, and either conference and Westbrook was abnormality last year simply because he had the triple double first season that we haven't seen mm-hmm. in 50 years so Harden like just take a step back and realize that the Rockets are most likely especially the Warriors injuries going on right now are going to finish with the best record in the NBA in yeah. a time where we just anoint the Warriors you know NBA finals participants and or champions so right away let's not just take anything away from Harden he's the MVP at this point barring an absolute collapse down the stretch from them, which I'd be shocked if they lose more than one or two games if they're playing everyone. MVP, no questions, but that's probably based on the record and not who I think the best player in the league is. Mm-hmm. And if that's what MVP is, who's the most valuable player, like who if you take that player away, will their team absolutely crumble? It's not Harden, and that's right. probably because they have Chris Paul. It's LeBron, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, LeBron, best player People don't even question that. Maybe like, DeRozan too, though. I mean, the the Raptors are pretty deep. I mean, it's not it's not a fair competition. LeBron yeah, and DeRozan. There's so but... many players you take them away from their team, they just die. I would say Giannis would be in the top one or two for players where 
without him, the Bucks wouldn't be mm-hmm. anywhere close to the playoffs. Um, you look at Portland, Lillard's absolutely huge for them. Yeah. You look at the Warriors. Okay, how could any Warrior really win MVP unless they won like 74 games? I'm looking at NBA.com's ranking from three days ago right now, and they've got Harden number one, LeBron second, and surprisingly Kevin Durant at number three. He's averaging yeah. 27 points, uh, seven rebounds, and five and a half assists a game. Sure. I mean, Durant's a great player, but... Yeah, he's got I, a, I see a great as, supporting cast. I read it as most valuable, not best player. Because if it was the best player in the league world, LeBron would have won it probably the last eight, nine years. I think they have to spread the wealth a little bit, too, though. You know, like, I mean, it's all about what you think the word is. I don't even know when the people vote for it. Is they like saying they get in the mail that says, vote on these criteria. It's so open-ended. And that's why I think a lot of the times we default to stats. And like Westbrook's triple-double is amazing, and without him, the Thunder would have won 10 games last year. But mm-hmm. at some point, it's just going to come down to the, how voters feel. I mean, I'm sure LeBron will get a lot of votes, but not enough to ever take Harden in the general. Yeah. Now, among some of these other guys in the com- conversation, um, who do you think like is kind of next on the horizon to come up into being in that you know top 2-3 position of MVP Uh, consideration in the next few years so after Durant at number three on this NBA ranking we had DeMar DeRozan Damian Lillard at number five and then Anthony Davis Kyrie Irving Russell Westbrook Steph Curry who's 30 now so probably not gonna win it again Victor Oladipo and then your boy Giannis um, some of the other young guys Bradley Beal Joel Embiid Nikola Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns do you who do you foresee is it definitely going to be Davis who stays right in that top five of the conversation for, I don't know, the next five years or so? Yeah. Maybe Giannis I mean, sliding up a little bit once his team Whoever gets to 55, 56 wins, that's mm. the threshold for MVP. So out of the people you named there, um, Sixers, God, if LeBron goes there, oh my God, they're going to be the power in the East. But could see an Embiid for sure. Giannis, the Bucks take the next step up. Um, Pelicans, I don't really see the way the Pelicans get to 55, 56 wins, but shock me if I'm wrong. Um, the wild card I'll throw, I don't think you listed him, but I expect Duncan. the next two years this team competing for the West is a cat in Minnesota. Mm, I don't think he's the most valuable to the team. It's Jimmy Butler in my mind. Ooh, I mean, that Wizards game, they beat us. Cat was single-handedly the yeah, dominant force. 37 and points. He's, only He's still so times. young, and centers peak later than wings. You're looking at like a 26-28 curve for the start of their peak. I am terrified where Towns will be at 26-28. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. He... His defense is coming along slowly, yeah. and his three-point shot. He's a guy who I honestly think could shoot in the range of you know the 50-40-90, uh, but as a center. Wow, that would be unprecedented for sure. But when you look at the, the win total of that um, – Minnesota Timberwolves team. They're at 40 right now. Uh, 40 and They're the three seed when Butler went down. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, the three seed. And now they might miss the playoffs. The, now they might miss the playoffs. Yeah, so that's like what I'm saying. If you, if you look at the value to a team, Cat is not currently the one winning them games. He won the game against the Wizards, of course, but I think, you know, you need a gritty defender. You need a guy who can get, who can get uh, the clutch buckets. Need, and Cat You need him and Butler on the court together to get wins, and you need Wiggins to be better than he is. Right. And. I'm talking about the T-Wolves going from maybe they were a 50 winners team, how do they get to 58 wins? And I just see uh, Towns as the best player on that team. And definitely, keep in mind, Butler, 
one more year before he hits free agency. Who knows what the the Wolves look like in uh, right 2020. All right, enough enough about the Wolves though. Um, I feel <laughs> like this has kind of been a discussion point among Wizards fans ad nauseum, but I really want to get your take. Do you think this year is like even more so Bradley Beal's coming out party and saying like, okay, John Wall was the leader of this team. He's a five-time All-Star. Do you think this is kind of him proving like he can carry a team on his own and doesn't necessarily need John Wall to still lead the Wizards to the playoffs? Sure. And I was trying to think historically what, what teams have followed a similar path where you've got to clearly a better player who's got, you know, two or three years on his younger player. Kobe and, and Shaq, they pass right? them. Um, Shaq had, you know, Shaq came in six, seven years older than Kobe because he came out of mm-hmm. high school. I think there was a bigger difference there, but I mean, Shaq had to come to the Lakers. They didn't, like, grow up together in that yeah. sense. Yeah, um, Penny and Shaq would be a good case, but that team broke up, so we don't want that for the Wizards. Right. Um, <laughs> But with Bradley Beal, I think the playoffs last year, everyone realized, wow, this guy can take over a game offensively. It's consistency always with him, right? We need it every night to beat the best teams in the East. And I I honestly don't. The Eastern playoffs this year, I'm more worried about the other Wizards players stepping up, the Gortat, the Oubres, the Porters, because I kind of know what to expect from Beal, and those players are the ones that make the difference in the playoff series. No doubt about it. Well, I think that's a, a good spot to end now and i appreciate you guys tuning in for locked on wizards here tonight on dash radio's nothing but net station and uh we're here every monday tuesday and friday at 9 p.m eastern of course you can find locked on wizards podcast too uh which i host as well on itunes spotify amazon voice um google play stitcher uh, tons of different places wherever you want to look for podcasts we, we post them all on twitter too so make sure to follow locked on wizards there you can follow me um noah underscore getzel that's g-o-e-t-z-e-l and you can't follow danny because he has no twitter unfortunately he's got all if those the bucks win a first round series i'll get a twitter oh yeah here first or if the wizards make the conference final cool. all right uh i need a song request to finish off this podcast danny oh you're making people listen to Limp Biscuit. I Have you heard that video. song recently? No. Was it a YouTube video you're watching at work? Dude, I, it honestly might be the greatest song of all time. I, I don't know if that'll appeal to the clientele who listens to Or more Nickelback. You guys do more Nickelback. No, we're not doing Nickelback. I'm never asking you for a song request again. Alright, All right, Dan. All right. Thanks so much, dude. Uh, no problem. We'll have you back on soon. Have a good night, everybody. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.